We're gonna skate to one song, one song only. Hello, listeners. Welcome to episode 11 of the Howitzer Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Sawyer, with our other host, Joel. It's been a busy week in the hockey world. Trade deadline has finally passed, and we're going to review which trade we thought was the best trade so far this year. Is everything okay in Tampa Bay? Uh, can the Ottawa Senators find a way into the playoffs? Are the Boston Bruins really going to win the Stanley Cup this year? We are going to cover all that and much more today, so sit back and take it easy. Uh, but before we dive into all that, Joel, how was your week? Week was fantastic. I uh, actually did nothing for a change this past weekend, which was unreal. Like You just got to sleep in, even though I didn't sleep in, but I had the option, which was always nice. And uh, yeah, I took the dog for a nice long walk there Saturday. Jesus Christ. Do you remember how nice it was there Saturday morning, or were you up then? Was I up Saturday morning? I, I was alert. Jeez, anyways. It was, it was a great day. Oh, man. I put the long johns on, and you know what? I didn't need them. I was actually getting warm. But I was oh, I already, believe it. Yeah, I was already a long way into my walk there, so I I, I didn't know Had where else. Had to battle else. through. Yeah, so I didn't bother taking them off. I just battled through, and uh, yeah, it was a great time, and the dog really appreciated it. And uh, yeah, it was just a stellar weekend all, all around. Uh, how about yourself? That's good. Uh, my weekend was pretty quiet as well, just like yourself. Got time to sleep in, which is nice. nice. Yeah. Always, always great. Um, what kinda, a privilege we had back in like whenever we were younger in, in high school. school. Yeah, no worries, no work in the mornings, except for in the summer, I guess, or if you're working. I was working all the time, anyway. So same here, but I feel like you had a lot less worries. Yeah, I feel like that would probably add to you being able to sleep in longer because like you have literally nothing to stress yeah. about. Yeah, no alarm clock or nothing, and just away you go. But my week, yeah, pretty quiet. Watch the F1. It's finally back. <laughs> and lights out. Yeah, yeah. How Red Bull. Red Bull. How Red Bull. Red Bull. That's all I have to say. They just took over. Really? Eh? So who's the car? Who uh, rides uh, with Red Bull? Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez. Those two, dominant. Per- er, Verstappen, who won last two years the championship, has been absolutely unstoppable. Uh, he was 38 seconds ahead of the next non-Red Bull car. Jesus. Which is, the fastest lap was a minute 31, so like he was almost faster a whole. Well, he would have been because they actually were, uh, instructed their drivers to turn down the power in their engines with uh, 10 laps to go in the race. So like lap 47, they, they said, slow down so we can conserve this engine and not make Blow it any, up. Yeah, maybe. do any harm to it, basically. That's, Smart, how, that's, how, that's how far ahead he was. Yeah, it, it was crazy. They actually had leeway there to say, okay, you know what, let's uh, let's be safe about this. Yep. We're so far ahead. Let's, uh, let's tone down the speed and maybe not go as fast. Well, they, otherwise they would have driven a second faster per lap, which is crazy so so he could have that could that must be some sort of record is it i don't i don't know if it's some sort of record anyway I mean, enough just, formula one talk dominant though yeah enough formula one talk let's kind of go over to the hockey talk what about i think the biggest story here and gotta be john cooper sitting those stars right stamkos kucherov and point yeah like besides the fact that the trade deadline has finally passed us we get to focus now on the regular season and how teams are going to finish and where they're going to finish like yeah it's it's a battle now you know players they have they probably are less stressed themselves knowing that they're staying put and that literally now they have to put the work in to try to make the playoffs and sit in that better position even for the teams that are looking for home ice as opposed to just looking for a playoff spot i feel like uh i feel like again like with going back to tampa bay with uh, what's going on there now i know they broke their losing streak there last night against philadelphia which Finally. which we all knew what was going to happen yeah because they've been really bad lately they're th- uh, pre- right now, currently three, five, and two in their last ten. That five-game losing streak. And I have Just to, bad. I have to point out, like, I was amazed by it too. And then you sent me a text saying that through two periods against the Carolina Hurricanes yes. this past Sunday, that they only registered four shots on net in forty minutes of play and ended the game with only fourteen. Like what in the hell? That's not not great for a team that's supposed to be contending. 
Well, they are contending. But they, fuck, they went man. to the Stanley Cup finals three years. But in they're a row. not missing any Maybe, players there. What happened there? It must be a, a little bit of fatigue on the players, you'd say. Because they've been playing a lot of hockey over these last few years. A ton of hockey. Well, it's a good time to get it's, tired now. So what do you think? Do you think they're just resting? <laughs> they're just not working hard? They're like, okay, guys. I don't know. We can't I, work as hard. Maybe they just kind of got to a point where they're, yeah, a little, little bit of a plateau, I guess. There's your cat there. Yeah, knocking this, over stuff. This, what cats do? That's Burl. I don't know. He's just a... A nuisance. He's kind like, of a bad boy. He's literally just throwing everything off the TV stand. <laughs> he, he just doesn't <laughs> care, this guy. <laughs> Anyways, back to the hockey. Yeah, I think they just kind of hit a plateau. And maybe by John Cooper making those moves, um, sitting those players, knows he's going to get away sitting those star forwards. Oh, yeah. He can get away with that. But you know what? I think it's... It's only I, 20 minutes they had to sit for. I think John Cooper definitely, like, after the game or even in the midst of the game, I think he probably told these guys maybe, like, listen, guys, I'm sitting you guys. Let's let's be real here. You well, guys aren't right. playing well, and I want to make a statement for the rest of these players in the team that that's I can right. sit anybody, and that's why I'm going to sit you, the captain, Steven Stamkos, the next leader, basically Nikita Kucherov. I think that's what probably happened because Cooper wouldn't be literally pissed at these kinds of guys. You can't get you, a coach can't be come come down hard on players like this. But he he did he was stated saying you've got to put your team in the best position to win, and ninety nine point nine percent of the time those guys give us the best chance to win. Yeah, that was a good. When statement. they're on the ice in the third period, they weren't giving us the best chance to win. He had a lot more to say on the subject about how they weren't up to the standard that game or how the like the franchise set this certain bar and part of the reason the bar is so high in Tampa Bay is because of those three particular players really they bring it literally every night but I guess there was just an off night for those three and Cooper decided to make an example out of them I, I think it's the right call because it's going to make it a lot easier when those third fourth line players aren't playing up to their standard and they're the yeah. ones going to get benched but to think about it Playing up to their standard with Stamkos, Kucherov, and who else? Point. They sat that first line basically, and with them sitting those guys, they sat them the game before they played Carolina on Sunday. Yeah, it was against Boston that they. Sat and them. then, sure enough, on Buffalo, on Sunday, did that benching do anything? I think it did. No, fuck no, all. No, Four no. shots through two periods of play. I think he was hoping for a lot more out of them. He was. And I watched that game. It was a pitiful. And it was a terrible game. Well, I'm, I'm happy. I bet Carolina to win that game. So, you know, Tampa coming off a of back-to-back, you know. Yeah. But anyways. Really, though. And they played like fucking garbage, so. N- nice to see them have a little bit of a hump, but I kind of wish it was closer to the playoffs because they still have 20, 20, around 20 games to get it right, and they will. They'll get it set out here eventually. It's just a matter of time when they uh, all that. They didn't really bring it much, so it's not really have to build much chemistry because it's pretty well the same guys same crew i think they're come playoff time they're going to snap back to reality and start playing you know whenever whenever you step on the ice for the first time come playoff time it's a whole different feeling oh whole different feeling but they'll get it figured out before playoffs for sure but i'm really hoping they don't because they're playing (laughs) against the least but hey what can you do okay so let's shift our attention now from the tampa bay lightning which we already know they're going to be in the playoff spot and they're playing like shit right now and let's go over to a team that's actually not in a playoff spot that's battling for a playoff spot, the Ottawa Senators. Yes, I love what they're doing right now. They did have a rough game against the Chicago Blackhawks on Monday, I believe it was. Rough. Rough. That's yeah, just pitiful. Like five, five, six, nothing. They're on a nice little ride there. You know, they bet the Rangers a big game there. But how does a team like the Ottawa Senators that are in the midst of this massive battle that have a lot of character on that team. You know, Brady Kachuk, the captain, Claude Giroux, you know, lots of experience there. Yeah. How, and the new acquisition of Chikrin and Shabbat, like, they have a good team there in Ottawa. And Very good they team. should be in the in the battle for this for these last couple of playoff spots. But how do you come out and not be prepared to play another NHL team, no matter where they are in the standings? And come out and lose five nothing. Was it five nothing or six nothing? It was either or. It doesn't really matter what the score was, but it seemed like it was a trap game, and ultimately it was a trap game for them. They just they probably thought they could just steamroll them. You know how we play games as kids, and we kind of thought 
that might be the case in some games. And ultimately, you'd go out there, play flat-footed, kind of just think you're going to be able to walk all over the team, and you don't. You get beat hard, and they got beat hard in every category. Chuck was wild. He he wanted to fight pretty well everybody. He's it's been an embarrassment lately. It's an embarrassment. That's yeah. what it is for the Ottawa Senators faithful. Been, but like Brady Kachuk, I know that he said afterwards. He said that that they underestimated them and weren't ready to play. But my big question is that a team doesn't deserve to make the playoffs if that's how their mindset going into any games at this juncture of the season. Like if you're if you're not ready to play any NHL team because you think that they're not good, like the Blackhawks and the Sens game, you know the Sens thought that okay, it should be a cakewalk. You don't go into any games. They should know this, and they do know this. That if you go into a hockey game thinking that you're going to play and that you don't have to give your full effort, like what the hell are they thinking? Like this is an easy two points. They let that two points get away and come at the end of the season, they might need mean, those two points. Meaningful points. I don't think they didn't just. I don't think they went in being like, ah, oh, let's not give it a hundred percent of an effort because it should be an easy win. But I think it's just one of those trap games. Accordingly where you get to caught. Brady Kachuk, that's what he said. He where said that caught, they underestimated the team that they were playing. Yeah, trap game. Anyways, you uh, know he what? Trap game. He he said it word for word, basically. This isn't happening. Ottawa, mark my words, they are not making the playoffs now. If they came out Whoa. like this, they will not be making the playoffs. You don't think it, they bounce back? A team like this, well, they'll bounce back. They'll put I up a good fight. Will. But I bet you any money, and we're going to talk about this later in the season, whenever it comes down to that, Lowe's last like, two or three games that Ottawa's probably going to miss the playoffs by that two, maybe four points, and they're going to come back and look at this game. And they're going to be like, shit, because I was in that position before yeah. with my team and that we lost against these stupid teams like the Red Wings when they're shit. It happens. And you look back and you're like, wow, that could have been six points. Yeah, better And position. that six points would have got us into the playoffs. Yeah, it'd be tough to see, but Kachuk, he's he's cranked it up, though. He just had one big game. The whole team had one big game. Like He's, he's dialed in right now. He's the ultimate like playoff hockey player, so it'd be nice to see this team get in there. And it was nice to see... Pierre Dorian reward this team for playing as of late by getting Jacob Chitrin as well. And what about that chicken trade? Like, I know we touched on it there before. Like, you know what? Arizona never got as much as they thought they were going to get for that fella. No, they didn't. And he's a guy who's going to bring so much to this team, plays the right way, has has the term too, which is nice for Ottawa. Commit, He's committed to Ottawa. He's got family there in the area his grandfather's going to the games now and he, he's getting emotional you've seen after he scored the goal there's yeah he even nice. teared up there in the That's little interview after it was really nice to see so i think he's he feels at home in ottawa still probably adjusting a little bit but it's going to be a nice spot for him he should be there for a long time he's one of the better defenders in the league really yeah he's and you, you can tell that his heart's there but uh, the only yeah. question marks surrounding him and i know you know this too is his uh how injury prone he is that's the only question mark and Was i think he, was he kind of sitting out longer than he should have been, though, in Arizona because he already requested the trade? Maybe he was just trying to avoid playing for the Coyotes? I know he has had the injury problems, but was he just prolonging them? Just because, in case he did get hurt and then he'd be yeah. in Arizona even longer. Yeah, like he is a threat offensively, man. Shuts down opponents in his own zone. Hits, sacrifices the body, too, in front of the puck. Man, he's, he's great. Yeah, and he has lots of playoffs experience there in Arizona. Oh, tons, yeah. <laughs> he brings a lot to that element. That's the thing with Ottawa. If they do make it, they're going to struggle because really their best player right now probably Stutzel, right? Stutzel is having a great coming out party this year. This guy. He should have been the first pick in the 2020 draft over Alexei Lafreniere. Man, Stutzel, he's a good player, and you can just see it in him. You can he's see spicy. that the Canadian North American media just really overhype some of these CHL players right coming out of the juniors because Stutzel on a tear 29 goals 64 points this year career highs in each category he's only played 57 games so far this year it's outstanding what he's doing but absolute threat all in all though so like I kind of want to see I kind of want to hear what you have to say like do you think Ottawa will end up taking one of these uh, wild card spots away from like let's say a team like the Islanders Islanders or Penguins or even the Sabres, like, do you think they're up above them? I think the Sens could battle with the Sabres. I really do. Sens and Sabres definitely be battling. I, I see the Islanders maybe missing out. Losing Barzell's huge, man. When's he coming back? Anyways, they say I don't week think to week. He's gonna. I don't think he's gonna come back this season. 
Like what a fucking maybe playoffs if they make it, but I don't see them making it. Like Pierre Enval is not going to step up there. And what a kick in the balls! Is doing poor Horvat. They'll, they'll have next year though. They'll have but, next year. But uh, I, I, I would really still... like this Ottawa team though. But the Islanders, you know, they're still winning. They're still playing well. Like they came out with they that are. big that big well, win there last Sorokin. night. Man, with him, that's what a backbone right there. They played Buffalo last night. Yeah, Buffalo. I wish Buffalo kind of pounded. So, what did you think about that goal? Let's just touch base on that. Which, which, see that goal there? Which goal was it? By Fashing. It, he was. It was the winning goal. It's the third goal of the game. Fashing. I, he. Uh, well, to be honest. I didn't even tune into that game. I had different games on the television last night. I was watching the Leafs Devils locked in on that one. Yeah, that would have been a good game to watch. Locked in on that one. So. I watched the Canes and uh, Hebs and wow. But, uh, yeah, anyways, what I'm getting to is that uh, it was quite a controversy there. And, you know, what? it's a pretty big call that they actually made. So uh, what happened was that, well, Granada was actually was so pissed about the goal being allowed. They said it was an obvious kicking motion, but it wasn't kicked in with his skate or his ankle. It was actually kicked in around his knee and fashing the Islanders player that, that scored the goal to put them up 3-2. Uh it was like he he definitely moved his leg and he and he kicked the goal he kicked the puck but he didn't kick it it went off his knee so just a redirection then it was like a redirection but he did move his whole leg there's been a lot worse allowed though yeah so i i think i just yeah i've just seen it there now there's been a lot worse that have been allowed i think it was i think it was a good goal yeah i think it was a good goal too right call uh that's not really the only controversial one that happened last night either. We turned into had two TVs going on there last night. Had the Flames and <laughs> that's big time. Flames and Wild. They came on a little, an hour after, and that game it was like playoff type hockey. That game and it zero zero going into overtime. That was the nuts. Wild. The Wild. And yeah, Markstrom play on back to back nights too, and he put up a forty save shutout. Yeah, wow. But the Wild and OT Spurgeon gets it. He backs up into the offensive zone, passes it on the blue line, so he didn't take the possession over the blue line, and they went back on the review and called it no goal because he ultimate, they ultimately scored on that off the rebound. Spurgeon tapped it in. I don't yeah, like that new half, offside like rule. Half the Calgary team went into the into their uh, room. The bandage, the stick, like equipment manager, I guess, took all the sticks out like you could see them all hurrying back whenever the ref came on the ice and said that it was no goal so and then all the flames guys just come back out of the tunnel oh my god it brings out all, all the sticks and everything come back out it was, it was quite the scene like like, like half sticks half, like or hockey sticks like yeah hockey sticks okay yeah. nice. it had that whole rack he just <laughs> pushing it down it was funny to see everybody come back onto the ice because they thought it was over and it looked like it was but i thought it was the right call he didn't bring possession over the line he See, passed it and offside him. He made himself offside. But there you go again about this new offside rule. I think it should it's be. It's not. That wasn't part of the new offside rule, though. It's not part of it, but I'm just saying, talking about that offside rule, and I know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, with the, is, with the skate can be over, but it has to be like. No, like the player has to have control of the puck. If he has control over the puck, then it doesn't matter what part of his body goes over, whatever. But it's so hard to know if a player actually has control of the puck. Like, it should be like. If you're over the blue line before the puck goes, it's a no-go. Like, if your whole body's over the blue line and the puck isn't yet, but if you have control of it, it's okay, then it's good. But I find it's just so sticky. Like, how do you know if that player really has control of it? Like, yeah, he might, but there's it's not cut and dry. It would be the few seconds prior to the entry zone as well. But, but he made himself offside by passing it. He passed the puck on the blue line, so he could have just carried it an Second, inch yeah, more, yeah. an inch more, if that really. He yeah, he made himself offside. Anyways, the end of the story. Big flames win for the flames. The shootout. Big win for the flames. Big win for the flames. Big bounce back game for Markstrom too. Needs that for the confidence. Back to back wins for him actually because they beat the Stars the previous night. Does he bounce back? Does he get the Flames into the playoffs? Can well, you he know carry what? Them there? It's all up to him. Yeah, it's his decision if he wants to play well or not. It's basically his year. Because we know that he we we know that he can. Yeah. Right. So let's let's he show did it. Did it last year. He sh- shown a lot there last year. Another goalie I wanted to talk on a lot's been happening with this guy too. Uh, young goaltender in the Carolina Hurricanes oh, yeah. system. The oh, Gino. It's a Petro 
Koshikov. Koshikov. Yeah. I like to just call him Coochie. Um, although he's not playing the NHL right now, he's still making headlines. I saw uh, that. He scored a goal for the Carolinas affiliate team, Chicago Wolves, against the Manitoba Moose, which is very rare to see. Big goal, though. He was he was pumped, <laughs> ecstatic. He's coming in next year. Oh, 100%. Yeah, he will be. Uh, Anderson has no more years left. Anderson, no more years. Ranta has no more years. So he's coming in. So he in. is the future. He just signed that four-year deal, too, worth $2 million a year. I know. I saw so, that so guy he, in my, our gonna, fantasy hockey league just stashing him. Yeah, proper move, really. I would. I was actually looking he, for him, and I was like, tag. no way. He is NA, though, so just wasting a roster spot. Yeah. It'd be but, tough for a contending team in the fantasy playoffs. But Last place, so who cares? Last place, you got to do stuff like that. I'll try to acquire him anyways. <laughs> in the off season. But we also seen Allmark get the goalie goal, too, a couple weeks ago as well. So are we going to see more of this? Goalies are really trying for it. Yeah, well, Allmark, he's a sniper, right? Like, he's he always has been. I, uh, I see. I seen a graphic. <laughs> seen a graphic with him and Wayne, he should be on the power play. I seen a graphic Allmark. with him and Wayne Gretzky, and it's the the caption was just like he's coming, <laughs> like for his goal total. <laughs> so yeah, they're but, making some light fun over it, but great shot though. But even back to Kuchi there, a little while after scoring the goal, it was a couple minutes after because he scored with like three four minutes left in the game there. He got involved in a fight on the ice with the uh, with the other players there from the Moose and gets ejected out of the game. So this guy's just all over the stat sheet, saves, goals, pims, pretty well did it all. And then, Shots. <laughs> he got one shot. Got a shot. Hit. No bunch goalies of, can't. Bunch of haymakers throwing. Goalies can't get. They can't. No, they can't. Put up. But the they next should, the next night they played them back to back. The Manitoba Moose and he tried fighting the, again. In the game, and then he got ejected once again. Is he a big fella? So he got ejected back-to-back games. He's a decent-sized guy. I think he's like 6'1", isn't he? 6'1", 6'2"? Yeah, he's a pretty big guy, I mean, but it's just quite funny that he's making these huge headlines. It's going to be exciting for him to come. It's going to be exciting for him to play for the Canes next year full-time. Yeah, and one thing I like about him, where he's actually trying to go after these players, he's not like a Jordan Bennington because he's, he's like who Jordan Bennington wishes Jordan Bennington was. Because yeah. <laughs> Bennington's just all talk, no action. I still kind, like kind Jordan Bennington. Kind of a pussy. I think he. I uh, think Bennington would drop guy, the, man. I think he would drop the gloves though. I don't think so. I think he'd get fucking eaten alive out there. He may. You know, some people can fight, some people can, right? So you usually yeah. either stick to one or the other. You fight or you don't. Right. Yeah, and he's not playing well in the Nets either. So, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but but back to the Coochie. Yeah, like you said previously, he is going to take over that Carolina team without a doubt. It's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, we already see him do it at the NHL level too. It's just too bad they didn't have the room on the roster right now. But he has a he had a ten four five record. Yeah, but you know, thirty three goals against average, nine thirteen save yeah. percentage. So, like Anderson's just as good though, right now. Not right now. No, not right now, but he, he, he will be. He's been pretty in- inconsistent since coming off that injury. Anderson will do the job for the Canes. He the will, playoffs. but it's not going to come down to bad goaltender. It's a matter of time of him getting hurt again. But Rance is playing freaking superb, too, man. He's playing all the weak teams when he goes in, though. Oh, like the team that Ottawa played against the Hawks? Yes. <laughs> and what, how did that game end up? Yeah. Well, but, uh, well Ranta, I, he played with against Montreal, and then he got... Out of the game. Montreal's got the yank. Montreal's a backwards team so, right now. So stuff happens. You can't take any stats of playing against the Montreal Canadiens right now. I just don't understand what how they're putting Brent up points. What about Burns there in the shootout? Do you see that? No. I thought you watched the game. No, I fell. Well, I watched it, but I fell asleep. He absolutely ripped it. Just steps in. He was still above, Did he the, score? above the circle. Yeah, he ripped it over Jake Allen. Shoulder. Wow. <laughs> it was fucked. I'll probably see it he next. He was the first shooter, too. I was like, why is he the first shooter for Carolina? <laughs> Brent Burns, man. Uh, what a fucker. Yeah. I love that guy. I really do. Great player. But uh, anyway, Sora, I hate to... Oh, I'm done on Gucci. Yeah, all right? Yeah, it's going to be nice to see him play next year. He's going to be the face. Uh, he's going to be the goalie there for years. Oh, 100%, man. He's a good yeah. he's a good player there. I I really actually, you know, with all this talk about him, you know, wanting to fight and stir stuff up and uh, kind of get out there. That's what the fans. That's what the hockey. That's what the hockey world needs. They need a they need an entertaining goalie, not just make big saves and stuff. They need it all. 
The Russians are brewing some good goalies. It's an entertainment business, right? It is. And he's, he's bringing it. Bring it however way you can. Fans love the fights. Fans want to see goalie goals. He's going to bring it all. Exactly. So getting back to Geno, though, I have to I have to bring up this stud, man. Connor McDavid. Yeah. Uh, it, I have to ask you this okay. before you get going. And give me a yes or no answer. Oh, pretty easy. I can handle that. Okay. So will McDavid reach 70 goals this year? This is a heated one, man. He's at 54. What he's got. I'll tell you. I'll give got, you. The, he has 17 games left. Listen, right? I'll give you the stats. 17 games left, and yeah. he is 16 goals away to 70. Yeah. Yeah. He's scoring like two goals a game. Exactly. <laughs> That's like 10 so. Yes or no? Case. I damn. Yes man. or no? I say no. Oh, that's so I shitty, man. No. I, I know. That's so just, boring. I feel like he's gonna be like 66, 67. Okay. Well, the only reason the only reason why I don't I think he's gonna reach seventy. It's gonna be a tough. It's gonna be tough, but it's gonna be something fun for me to watch for the rest of the year. Do you think he plays like forty minutes to get it? No. Come those last two or three games, we talked about it earlier. How the teams sit their players, come two or three times, two or three games left in the season, you know, just to rest them if they're already guaranteed a spot. But Edmonton right now they're battling, so like depending what where they are, where they are, he could not going to play forty minutes, obviously, but he might play a lot, a lot more minutes. Well, why not? You might as well play him. The off season's coming. If they're not going to make it, rest them then. But uh, what I'm getting to is that so he's seventeen games. There's seventeen games left, and he is sixteen goals away. So obviously it's possible. But again, he's facing Boston Thursday tomorrow night, which will, which will probably halt him. I know not many people can halt McDavid, but I think any team that could would be the Boston Bruins. So if he doesn't score, then then his contest. his numbers quickly dwindle. But he's then he's playing some teams later on. That's you know it's not too bad. He could probably make it happen. And uh, looking at his rest of his schedule coming up, like I, it's quite possible that he can get this. He can get this done. Like he's shooting. He's shooting t- a ton. And uh, anyways, with all this excitement about him potentially reaching 70 goals, I had to do some uh, I had to do some searching there and to see when the last time the NHL saw a 70-plus goal score. And the last time was Alexander McGinley and Timo Solani in 92-93. Solani's rookie year, was it? They both scored 76 goals that year. That was his rookie year, right? Yeah. That's when he had the... It's a long time ago. That's when he had that nice celly, yeah. you know? The, he shooting. threw the glove up and shot it. Yeah, that was cool. But uh, I hope McDavid reaches it. I hope so, too. It's just... I don't know why, but it seems impossible, but he's doing impossible things already. Exactly. So... Like, how many goals has he had in the last 10 games? Like, oh, I think he had, like, 15. It's crazy what he's been doing. Absolutely, by far best player he might even get 75 i'm just kidding no <laughs> 70 for sure no not for sure 65 for sure yeah 65 for sure i i like that 70 still might be a little bit of a reach but anything's possible for Connor mcdavid i'm like i actually see a pretty interesting fact on mcdavid too just because you see stats on this guy everywhere yeah, yeah. but yeah fun fact he has more four-point games this year with nine than he has zero-point games this year, which he only has six of. Wow. He's only been off the score sheet in six games. He's Fucking a, crazy, man. You know what? When I thought McDavid was at his peak, I was wrong. He's not at his peak. Right now— He might have another stat, like a gear— well, with him just coming out this year and scoring at the rate that he's scoring is just mind blowing. Like he's never been known as a goal scorer. No. And this year, he's just—he literally blown my mind. Oh, it's yeah, it's unbelievable what he's been doing. Like when I look at this guy, when I watch him, he's just like, does this guy ever mess up? Very rare. <laughs> Very rare. It's nuts. Yeah, he's so good, man. It, maybe we see. Connor Bedard do this in like five years time? No way. No Connor Bedard is nowhere near Connor McDavid. No, no. He might He's not, close with the same name. Be, but <laughs> same yeah. first name, but that's same about first, it. Same first name. Yeah, he, he maybe brings a little bit. Another kid, though. Uh, speaking of kind of games that kind of just happened, uh, Gavin McKenna. Yeah. You ever hear that name? Oh yeah. He's 15 year old out of UConn. 
supposed to be probably the number one overall pick in the NHL draft come 2026. Yeah, we're talking about kids born in 2007 <laughs> right now. But he just broke the record for the most points in the Canada Games tournament with 29. He had 14 goals, 15 assists. He did – He, I guess he did play in an easy division, though. Like he played against Nunavut and Northwest Territories, yeah. PEI. Yeah, he did. Uh, some weak teams. He did, but, but he, he was a... Uh, still put up 29 points in six games. Yeah, it was uh, unbelievable. Like, I just watched some highlights there of him. I couldn't get to any games, which I wish I could have. Yeah, I wish I was around as well. I but uh, anyways... Off island, but... It was just no-brainer. Like, he literally put UConn on, on the, the map. map. Yeah. He would UConn wouldn't have been nothing. Like, I, I did watch some of the highlights and stuff, and I actually watched some of the games, like, online. And they didn't... It was all right hockey, you know, it's for the young for young fellas like that. You know, I'm used to watching NHL hockey, like it's a big downgrade from that. Yeah. But with him being so much better than all these other kids, you know that he's gonna be a star in the NHL someday. He will be for sure. Like I said, and like people already are pretty well pinpointing him being a first overall player and being right up there because he was already drafting the W last year at fourteen. He's played eleven games so far this year with the I believe it's Medicine Hat Tigers that he's yep. drafted by. 11 games, has eight assists, still has to find that first goal. But being 15 years old, playing in that league, yep. pretty tough. Well, it's he, you know, he's still really young, right? Yeah. And uh, a lot, but this, this is what I mean. Like, he played so well in this tournament. And this tournament is the best kids in all in, of Canada. Yeah, in the country. And we know that Canada makes and produces the best hockey players in the world. I might be biased, but it's true. Besides goalies. Besides goalies, like, yeah. As of recently. As of recently. Sometimes Quebec can put out some pretty good yeah. goalies, too. Quebec would be the best province for goalies. Yeah. So, it's just a great tournament. It's it's actually, I think, the first tournament that these young guys can really showcase themselves. Because I've really not... I've, I really haven't heard of uh, this McKenna fella until this Canada Games because it is it is the biggest tournament in Canada and you know they're playing against the best guys but, uh, but it's a coming out party it doesn't happen that much though the tournament though it doesn't it's yeah. about only four years kind of like the Olympics yeah right? and that's why a lot of these often. and that's why a lot of these players like you know Connor McDavid I don't think, I don't even think he participated in the Canada Games but like no. a, a player like uh, Patrick Marlowe for instance uh, he played for Saskatchewan two years before the start of his uh, record 1,779 games played in his NHL career. Like, he played in this tournament two years before he suited up for his first NHL game. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, that's he was six, a long time So, ago. you know, he was an AT, he was a young fella. But Patrick Marlowe, obviously, he's more than capable of playing in the NHL. As soon as he capable, broke, yeah. as soon as he broke into the league, he was a, he was, he was a difference maker for the Sharks, right? There's been a lot of, uh, well, former and current NHL players that played in the Canada games. Well, yeah, like the list uh, includes Nova like Scotians, Crosby. yeah, Crosby, McKinnon, and uh, Ontario, Stephen Samkos, Stammer, and Bo these Meester. guys, and these guys took off. What? Bowmeister, Bowmeister, and uh, Chris Phillips, maybe a yeah. less, you know, a guy, a but still sense. an NHLer. Yeah, Paul Correa. <laughs> like this tournament's full of them, and that's why I, I think in the Canada Games, most of the spectators and the watchers came to watch the male hockey because they know that they're watching future nhl stars and why not come watch them in their early days right exactly there was a there was definitely a few of them and gavin was just really the tipping point and probably going to be the best out of all of them that probably played in that tournament yeah i seen also where he's playing currently it's he's playing in alberta but it's like a prep school the canadian sports school hockey league u18 Mm-hmm. So he's quite a bit younger than the rest of them in that league as well. But he has 75 points in 26 games so far. <laughs> <laughs> so he's tearing that up. He's actually first in the league, uh, whether if you want to guess that or not, based on those points per yep. game average or not. Yeah, Got to no, keep uh... the eye on, though, uh, coming up the ranks for sure. Yeah, so interesting fact here. I don't know how to really pronounce his last name, but Ryan Rubrook. From Ontario. Yeah. So, anyways, we have a, we have a spot there. I mean, it was, we re-rented our place during the Canada Games, and sure enough, a family member on the Ontario team, 
rented it from us during the Canada Games. Oh, yeah. And I kind of wanted to go out to see this Ontario team because they say it's probably one of the better teams, right? Just per capita, right? More players, they get to pick the best. They, they should be the best team, they right? They did win. And they ain't one her up. Anyways, I went to watch this kid play, and he actually, he stood out. Like, yeah. well, he this player did apply for exceptional status, which would allow him to play in the Ontario Hockey League a year earlier than expected. Though he was denied, but I think he actually deserved the exact expect the exceptional. exceptional player status. But he got denied. Like, how many players do you think? I know, I know this because well, obviously I just know it, uh, just from what I heard around the rink and stuff, and what I heard from this couple that stayed with us. But how many other players do you think apply for this exceptional status? Uh, yeah, how many people do you think apply for it? Like yearly. Yeah, because anyone say many. Anyone can, but they're, they're you have women. to have the numbers and you have to just have your speed. You they taken so much that has to account for if you're going to be granted it or you not. You probably even have to apply a year prior. No, I'm not. Because I'm not they, sure. They probably send guys out to go watch them for the full year to see if they'd actually be ready to go into the league or not. But I wouldn't say there'd be very many, if even a handful of people that would apply for that yearly. Yeah. But anyways, what I'm saying is that this guy was is an exceptional player. Again, exceptional status is a big freaking title to give someone. Like, we know that it hasn't, it, it's just not handed out to everyone. But I'm just saying that this guy will be an end in the NHL someday. And who knows how good he's going to be. Cause, could be just a role player, but he could be yeah. a top six guy. Well, who knows, though? Who really yeah. does know? Like... He, Come even the NHL draft, like who knows who's going to come out of that draft being the best? You never know. You never know. Like that Miko Rantanen uh, draft here. Some select few. Like, the, do you remember that Miko Rantanen draft? Like it was just nuts. All these players that were so good, and all these other players that were t- taken before him. Like you just don't know. No, you really have no clue what's going to happen. Well, I guess even like what we mentioned earlier with the Stutzel draft, twenty twenty. So yeah. Anything can really happen. Like you're not really going to be guaranteed the best player in the draft if you're picking first overall. But I think this year is a little bit of an exception to that. And there's been some exceptions prior with McDavid, Matthews, Crosby, Ovechkin those years. <laughs> but it's not always going to be the case. Speaking of the case, should we should we go into the make the case? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go into it. It's it's been a few weeks since we did one, but it's <laughs> going to be nice to get back onto it. Best trade deadline acquisition. You uh, want to take the reins? Yeah. Let's hear it. So are we just thinking more so like the best trade or like the best team that made the best trades? Or like just the one player I'm type going thing? like singular trade. That's how I base the question off. But if you can just however you want to go about interpreted it. the question, you, you roll with All it. All right. Well, I think the Boston Bruins made the biggest splash. Like... As an organization. So you're talking in the broad spectrum of all the trades that they made? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd I think, have to agree with that too, but... I think they made... you think the, they made the singular best trade as well? No. The singular best trade? No. For like the for the difference maker and just one player, Boston did not get that title and that award from, from what I have to say and what I, what I think. But uh, the Boston Bruins, I give them a 10 out of 10 at this past trade deadline like Dmitry Olov has been a difference maker already Garner Hathaway will be a miserable player to play against come playoff time and Boston's already a miserable team to play against anyways and they just made it that much more and they just found out you know just like the week leading up to the deadline that Taylor Hall and Nick Fleener are going to be out for a little while so I think Don Sweeney did what he had to do and then he capped it off with acquiring Tyler Bertuzzi, another hard-nosed player that can score. I think the Bruins are, I think they're, right now, they're designed to win the Stanley Cup, and I don't think there's a team that's going to be able to beat the Boston Bruins. But again... How much money are you putting on the Bruins to win the Cup? Well, I wish I would have put $100 on them at the beginning of the season, but right now the odds are with me, so I'm not going to be making too, too much money. But But if you uh, had the chance to pick the Bruins or the field... So, like, the other 15 teams that make the playoffs. Well, fuck, man. You obviously, obviously go with your odds there. The yeah. odds are the okay. field. Yeah, no. I just want to see where your head's at. Is that a good, <laughs> is that a good spot? Yeah. <laughs> I good can spot. hope so. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just want to see uh, where you were at there. I didn't know how strongly you really felt about it, but... 
Yeah, and back on track. I'd say Don Sweeney, you might as well give him the GM of the year right now. Like last year he brought in Hall, low, low cost acquiring this fella. I know he's not doing too much, but he's still a great player. Former MVP MVP. Former MVP is right. And you know, Hempus Lindholm, he's taken off there in Boston. Really good, really good uh acquisition there. And then they signed him to an eight year contract, which suits Boston fine because you know they're probably gonna be good for the next eight years, knowing Boston. When are they ever shitty? Really. So, anyways, I think it's that. But, again, I don't think you meant for to make the case to be around no, I was one kinda, organization. Yeah, I was kind of thinking singular trade. But it's so nice I, to see. I, I have the same view as you. Like, yeah. they, I would kind of put the lease as a franchise as well because they made a lot of additions too. And they're going to help yeah. as well. But uh, singular trade, who, who would you say? I think it's... Uh, I feel like I know who it's going to be. Yeah, I think me and you are usually on the same page with our make-the-cases. But um, it's Timo Meyer yeah. and the New Jersey Devils. I think he just he's that power forward that New Jersey needs. And I think they really just make New Jersey at... They're, like, not... They're at the, let's say, medium. Like, they're at the cusp of being a contender. But with acquiring Timo Meyer, I think they put them above that. They put them at the next step. They're at the next block. Teams are going to see them as a tougher opponent, which they are with Timo Meyer there. And the goals that the, the goals that New Jersey are already scoring before they even acquired Meyer, now they're going to be scoring at an even higher rate with Meyer on the team. Like he brings everything. He's just such an overall good player and New Jersey, congratulations, like wow. Like yeah. magnificent acquisition. And they didn't really give up a hell of a lot. No, the, it was a great trade for New Jersey. I think maybe they didn't have to give up too much because well, they didn't sign to an extension yet. It's one thing that kind of It's coming, me. though. It's coming. I, I hope it does come. I picked that one actually as my second. Wow. Ooh. That's yeah. awesome. So let me guess. I, I actually did have that one as the second. He is, like, he is, like you were saying, exactly what the team wants or needs as well in a forward. He's like a 30-plus goal scorer. He's going to be consistently now for years to come. Hard four-checking player. He isn't afraid to get physical. Puck skills are amazing. Like, he uses frame very well to his advantage by creating scoring chances on the rush and he has a very high IQ like reading the plays ex- excellent like he's not more he's more than just a goal scorer and a physical presence like he can move the puck very well too he can do everything yeah so he's I, like a, I'd love to see him stick around in New Jersey he's like a uh, not as elite Sidney Crosby I would kind of like I almost view him as pretty close to Kaprizov really but not not as skilled. Not as skilled. You're not right. as skilled. Like he's a little. I mean, you compared it to Crosby, so I don't wouldn't say mine's more of a reach than but yours. I, I but I find like he's not he's not at their level, obviously. But he's not as quick. Like he's not as quick. He brings everything. Though. Yeah, he does. That, bring that's everything. what we're trying so, to. That's what we're trying to put out there. That he brings everything. He's exactly. not just a one dimensional player. No, and yeah, love to see him stick around because Jersey's one of my favorite teams. So. Love to see him stick around there, kind of attached to Jersey. Okay, spit it out. Let me hear what your... Uh, well, I did work with the franchise for a year, so it was nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why I kind of have... Uh, they kind of pull some strings on the heart there for me. I get that. Yeah, so it, they draft well, develop very well, so it's nice to see if they can go on a deep run, but I yeah. think they're still a year or two away, and I hope he resigns and he's going to be a big part of it. Who would you think I had first, though? Because you kind of had... The New York Rangers... With Patrick Kane? That is not it. That oh, is not man. it. I, uh, I know that was like best destination for Kane was the Rangers. But my number one, and I, I thought it was kind of tough to gauge too because there were so many trades this year, which was nice to see. Great for us as uh, podcasters. But number one acquisition, I had to go with the Ottawa Senators for acquiring Jacob Chitron. Wow. I really did. I like to hear this reason, reason here. Well, yeah, he's I was more say he's reasonability. <laughs> well, he's more than just a rental <laughs> player though for them, right? Most of the trades that happen were mostly just So guys you think he's just a rental player? He's more than just a rental player. Oh yes, yeah. Like most of the guys that've been traded just expiring contracts, right? So he's going to be there for a few years. He's going to be instantly one of the better players like in that core, especially on the back end. Like him mm-hmm. and Shabbat, I I view him as a better player than Thomas Shabbat. Shabbat. Because he does a lot more. I bet you Thomas Shabbat didn't like him coming over. Well, he did, yeah. but not long term. Yeah, because he's going to take away from that top power play unit, I, I feel like. 
it's but I, I think it, that goes hand in hand though. There's teams that kind of rotate their guys up there as well. Ask Eric Carlson how that went with Brent Burns, so. Yeah, it didn't happen very well. They they tried both of them on the power play and it wasn't working. Oh. Clearly. But if all these players stick together like for the long haul, they can re-sign to Brinkat. Drew's obviously committed. You got Kachuk. You got Stutzel, who's been amazing. Batherson, Josh Norris has been hurt this year, but he's going to be great. Man, that's a big piece that they're missing. A huge piece. The only thing I could find they're like piece. extremely – it was nice to get Zaitsev off the fucking books too on that roster. He's, he's atrocious. But they need some goaltending, I feel. I don't think Talbot's really – well, he's he, on the shelf he's too. Getting, yeah, he's again. He's injury prone this year, which kind of yeah, sucks. Sogard's not. I don't think he's gonna be like the guy. So, who, what goal do you think they'll so, fetch? Some somewhere. What do you think they'll fetch? It just who, who are they looking like? Will, are they gonna acquire a guy depends. like Anderson maybe next year? He's gonna be available unless like I can't see him coming back to Carolina. Carolina just it's, it's a goalie carousel over there. So he'll go somewhere, Frederick Anderson. Yeah, he will go somewhere. So, but like back to they're gonna be a scary team for a long time. So they really viewed this like I view this trade as more than just for this season. So long term plan. Yeah, it makes them a very very good team and a playoff contending team, like year in year out for the next five years or so. They should be a playoff team right they, now. I I still think they do make it. They won't get in, man. Look how but they if they don't the if they Hawks. don't make it though this team year, they're gonna make it next year. They're gonna. They're a team that's right there. But who's they're, not gonna make it next year? The New York Islanders, Washington Capitals, Washington Capitals, probably the Pittsburgh Penguins. They are. They held the record for the oldest team ever rostered. Right now. <laughs> I think they're pretty. Well, Jeff Carter, I think though. they're pretty well done. Yeah. yeah, Jeff Carter's really slowed down. But back to Chitron, though, he will do it all for the Senators. He's like the complete package on defense. Yeah. Don't you think? Yes, but I think the verdict. Is going to fall in my favor here with uh, I don't Timo think so. Meyer like, being the best. This guy creates so much offense in the league for his position and can shut down the team's top units. Like he's gonna, he's gonna pass to play against. Absolutely love his style. I, I think this is the best trade, and they didn't have to give up much either. Just like New Jersey with Timo Meyer. Yeah, Timo Meyer is obviously like the top fish, but Jacob Chitron, he's gonna be very good in Ottawa. Yeah, so there you have it, folks. There, there's the make the case there. I think it's uh, Timo Meyer, obviously. But, you know, I can't disagree with my other host here, Sawyer. We all have opinions, right? Like, we'll see how it unfolds. Like, we'll see if the Devils and Meyer... We'll see if Meyer's really going to be the, the difference maker that the Devils needed come postseason. And we'll see if Chikrin's going to be a difference maker just for the Sens to even make the playoffs. But he's going to be... We know he's going to be around for a few more years where Meyer, we don't know. We both have you can easily test the market. We both have justifiable reasons to whom we chose. Yeah, I did have Meyer as my second. I, <laughs> I do like it. I do like the trade. There was one other trade though. I was kind of. I just had to laugh about it. Was Jonathan Quick? Obviously, like we. I know we touched on it last week as well. But yeah. did you see he refused to go to Columbus? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> He's like, "Fuck that." Does he just have he, that he power? Just, like after just the game. That? Does he have the power? Well, he was with the franchise for what, like 14 years? But do you think that's kind of like a dick move? That's kind of like being oh, like, fuck time, you, Columbus. Big time, big time. But Columbus didn't even want him either. But is it more so a fuck you, Columbus, or a fuck you, LA? Kind of a both, probably. Yeah. He's probably he, like both. He to, he flew, he's probably sitting there with fucking middle fingers up and just. The whole flight like, back from Right Winnipeg. hand, fuck you, LA. Yeah. Left hand, fuck you, Columbus. Well, Right after the game in Winnipeg, that's when he got traded and had to fly back with the team yeah. on the team plane. Yeah, he just stayed there, but I was happy to see. He can't refuse, though. Like, you no. can't, like Columbus, I think I think he was probably... Columbus had to literally make a move for him immediately. Like, they had to. I think they made it aware that he was going to get dealt too, though, because they didn't want him. Yeah, They don't want that. They, they don't need him. Let Merz Leakins take the role there. Let him, let him roll with it. Yeah, they... They don't need quick at all. So it was nice to see he got traded to Vegas. So, like, back into the same division with the Kings. Oh, I would love to see that matchup. Me too. L.A. versus uh, Las Vegas. But I'll be shocked if quick actually plays well because I think quick is just beyond his years. He's not going to be putting up good numbers ever again. It's kind of been the Aiden Hill show lately. 
Yeah, Aiden Hill, uh, he's playing he's well there with Vegas. Decent, yeah. You know what? Vegas Hopefully is actually Thompson comes back though. Thompson. Yeah, if if he doesn't or if he does, like they're still playing well there in uh, Vegas. You know, Jack Eichel's really gelling well with the newly acquired Barbashev, yeah. and uh, I think Vegas is actually looking half decent. I feel like they haven't quite been all together for like the last two years, Vegas, which is unfortunate. But hopefully they get stoned back come playoff time. And That's that, an issue uh, there is injuries though for them. Oh man, all the time there in Vegas, it's just one guy or the other. Do you think it's partially because? They just go out boozing all the time. And yeah. Oh, definitely. Their bodies they are dehydrated. They just get weak and then get banged up and obviously get hurt. Yeah, find them laying in the desert. <sighs> Poor guys. Yeah, and the scorpions, you know, some yeah. of them get bit by the scorpions. Feel bad. So bad <laughs> for them that they got to live in Vegas. That would be tough, man. But how, how, about, uh, how about your Leafs there? Do you think John Tavares is actually concussed or do you think he's just uh, well, they, just they being safe? Well, they ruled him as ill. <laughs> but they, they said he was like so like as in sickness they put him as an illness i guess if you want to call a concussion an illness you can you could but he's definitely not sick because he practiced with the team you're not gonna you're gonna have a guy around that's sick do you think they're kind of keeping it safe i think they're playing it safe with Tavares. definitely the right move after what we've seen happen prior in his career so well keith noted that uh, Why Tavares, not? Why he's not. not? Keep him safe. Yeah, he, Keith, like he mentioned there, that um, he's not feeling great. Uh, wanted to skate and see exactly where he's at, and he got through it, and he's feeling a little bit better than he thought. But I still think there's his brain got jiggled around pretty good there with that hip from uh, Tyler Myers. But obviously, it wasn't too too bad. If he's our, he's like it was a fully participant in practice. Did he finish the game? He did finish the game. So he's half decent. So concussion spotter? Well, it, I seen it went undetectable, and like some concussions can go undetectable. Yeah. So probably just a little bit of a minor one. Yeah. Nice to sit him out. Like they only have two games this week. Oh, like they don't play again until Saturday. So probably sit him out there Saturday too. Well, fucking. I believe they play the Oilers though. So fucking heroic. There, remember he got fucking. Yeah, he's killed. fine. He's fine though. And he only missed like a couple games. <laughs> I don't heroic. think he missed one, did he? Like there you go. Like you know, obviously that the brain got jiggled around in there. That maybe the wind was just knocked out of him. It was a pretty clean hit. His head was like went boom, like the whiplash. Like no way your brain can just stay in place like that. Like good thing that there's like fluids in in the head. Those react helmets don't really. (laughs) Don't really um, save you from a concussion. That's for sure. Speaking of good try though. Speaking of concussions. And, uh, you know, trying to protect the brain. You know how they took out, took out hitting there in Pee Wee and all minor hockey and stuff like that? Yeah. Now, there was hitting whenever, obviously, there was hitting when we were in Pee Wee. But, uh, a sp- and they took him out because, you know, the risk of injury is so high and, and you know, the brains aren't developed fully yet, you know, the kids and stuff. And uh, one sport that I was amazed to watch there at the Canada Games was uh, this for like, you know, there's 13-year-olds, 14, 15, 16-year-olds playing, and uh, it was boxing. Like, literally, there are these fucking kids. Did they have headgear on? They had a little bit of headgear on, but it doesn't affect. Like, yeah, it might take some of the blow, but, but these brains are developed. Oh, man, there's some smacks there. The head's going right back. Like, and there's, it's way too. So, like, you get these yeah. kids that are have a lot of leverage to their arms. Like, they're really tall. And then do these short guys, you know how the... So there was no weight classes? There was, there was weight classes, but some kids were so much taller. Like their arms were so much longer than these other kids Uh-oh. that, you know, that they were just thin. Like so much reach on And them, the leverage yeah. that they, these big kids could take, like, just, like, you know, there's more room right. to actually fucking take off and, and punch. But I, I just couldn't believe it. Like, right now, Canada and pretty much all the sports everywhere, we're so against, like contact you know uh developing brains to protect them you know it's everywhere everywhere in sport and but meanwhile in the canada games they have these uh, boxing matches where kids are literally just wailing on people's heads but boxing is a sport though it is but i tell you one thing i wouldn't put my kids in that would you Ask Muhammad Ali. Try to have a try. To, well, obviously he's dead, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't have. A try to have a conversation with him. You can hardly make it. What are you saying? You can't even talk. That's how much his brain got jiggled around so much. Yeah, I mean, even Mike Tyson. I, I wouldn't, you hear I wouldn't the way he talks? That on any uh, any kid that I had, but if they wanted to do it, it's their choice, right? Yeah, you're right. But besides the fact, but uh, hope I hope John Tavares is okay. 
I think he that, will be all right. I think he he'll won't. be back next week, maybe even Saturday. I think he'll be I, back, I hope, too. I hope they probably sit him out, though. Yeah. The other losses are Ryan O'Reilly on that team, broken finger. They'll Matt, get him back, though. Matthews said, fuck you, I guess, just rip the puck yeah. at him. <laughs> yeah. You can't score goals. It's my job. Yeah. But he, he'll be back. The Leafs are going to be fine come playoff time. I, I'd say rest of ours as long as you can. Like, you know, obviously they were okay there last night. I don't want them resting too long, though. I got I got him on my team, fancy. Oh my yeah. Playoff start next week. <laughs> Pretty important. Yeah. Don't need him resting too long. No. But maybe it's good to rest him. I was gonna say the same. I, it's for the greater good, yeah. man. Who gives a gives a no fuck about your a, fantasy? No one gives a fuck about the fantasy. Why? Like you should why be worried about the guy, not just wanting them back. Jesus Christ! Except for Gabriel Landeskog, I'd like to have him back. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> But yeah, so we're mixing things up today there, listeners. Uh, I hope you guys really enjoyed this talk. Like, there's some really interesting uh, speakings. Yeah, it was a jam-packed, <laughs> jam-packed episode. It was nice. Covered a lot. And uh, anyways, next week, so guys, we're going to be trying to have uh, our first uh, guest on next if week. If not next week, we're going to try to get one real soon. Though. Yeah, real soon for sure. Because we want to kind of get some insight. We're going to be uh, bringing on some... I'm going to categorize them as average shows. Like just guys. Like ourselves. Yeah, just like ourselves. Like, you know, we, we work the 9 to 5 or, you know, we work the full work week. And these guys or girls, they love sitting down, watching them hockey. They like keep up with their team. So we're going to get uh, a couple guys on here within the next month, month and a half. And just see what they think about what's going on in the NHL and what their take is with their team and uh, just with the hockey sport in general. Should be fun listening because you're probably getting a little bit bored of us. Yeah. <laughs> no, we can't get bored of us, man. No, Jesus they never Christ. would. I'm just joking. This is a little jab at oh. ourselves. <laughs> Another thing we're kind of switching up, though. Joke of the day. Or yeah. Week. Joke Whoa. of the week. Sorry. Jesus Christ. I, I can't. Joel. I'm, I'm the jokester, I know. but uh, Yeah, he did not come through once again back-to-back weeks. So, luckily, yeah. I was prepared. So, I got a question for you, Joel. Yes. What is the favorite meal of an Eskimo hockey player? Buffalo? Ice burger. (laughs) (laughs) A little little cheesy one. I think I might have to go back to the jokes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You had some pretty rough ones. You went back to back on the same there once. (laughs) Lack a little bit of creativity, eh? Oh, no. It was pretty good, man. uh, I'll applaud you for that. Let's hear it. Oh, Nice. I, I like the slow cap better, actually, so thank you. <laughs> no, guys, uh, thanks a lot for listening here uh, to our episode 11. Um, really appreciate every listen that we get. And uh, just before we head out, I know there's going to be some guys that are going to be watching the games tomorrow night, and uh, I just want to give you a quick little shout-out to just some easy money you could win. Uh, New York Rangers are at Montreal. The New York Rangers will win that game. I would take the money line just to be safe. And you could either just take that one bet or combine it with the ooh, the New Jersey Devils over the Washington Capitals. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a risky bet here. I'm going to say take this one in going to extra time. That is a risky bet. And that's all, folks. Uh, so I don't know if you think any uh, – what's your two games there? For actually, Saturday night? Well, actually, sorry. Uh, I'm going to scratch that New Jersey and Capitals because I want my listeners to get – the best bang for their buck and i know that rangers will take the montreal canadians they will beat them and another easy game for you guys to pick right now is the boston bruins over the edmonton oilers because it's going to be a fun game to watch and i think boston's really going to try harder in this game because they know they're playing against the best player in the world and Olmark's supposedly starting so we'll see what happens don't mind those games either joel boston and edmonton going to be really fun to watch yeah, Boston takes that though. So I'm I'm gonna back I'm gonna back them on that one. Tampa still gonna keep rolling. I I think they beat the Knights. I, those will be my two teams for tomorrow night. I got the Tampa Bay Lightning over the Knights and the Boston Bruins over the Oilers. If you want to win a little bit of change. <laughs> okay, but I have one more question in the in the this podcast. So why can't Miss Piggy count oh, to 70? So you, so you did a go- quick Google search over there, did you? No, this is just one I have just in my uh, brain. It's... Oh, okay, yeah, no, I can see So that. can you answer that? <laughs> why can't Miss Piggy count to 70? I don't know. Because every time she gets to 69, she gets a little frog stuck in her throat. 
That's bad. <laughs> that, that is bad. <laughs> yeah, all right. With that, um, we're probably going to sign off because that was a little uh, far-fetched. Yeah, we'll get in touch with you next week. Obviously going to have a lot more hockey content on the way here, folks. Peace out, guys. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll, we'll see you next Wednesday for episode 12.